That is right, nerds. It is time for a special bonus movie review. And of course, you hear the music. It's the iconic music that we all know and love from Godzilla. And of course, this week, we're talking about the newest movie in the Godzilla franchise from Toho Studios. That's right. The originators of Godzilla. And that, of course, is Godzilla Minus One, which has successfully had its release here in the United States of America on December the 1st. And, of course, myself and Ron, who is sitting here with me today, for all you wonderful Patreons, and then those of you who are tuning in to listen to us on the regular feed, because we're putting this out uh, uh, on that feed as well, after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I would like to say, hey, these are bonus reviews and different things we do. Happen over on patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. And maybe uh, you can come over and join the conversation with our wonderful patrons. And for you patrons, thank you for always being patrons. Of course, uh, that opening music note, uh, we might have to cut out for the, the other version. Who knows? Ooh, Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Who if, knows? If we do it. Well, with that, folks... Burying the lead, we're talking Godzilla minus one. We're going to do this a little differently. So if you are a patron, you're kind of used to how we do these bonus episodes. We do kind of follow the format that we use for the uh, 3FN movie club. However, we also kind of stray from it a little bit just because it is for Patreon normally. So because it's going to be on the regular feed, we're giving you guys a forewarning as well. We will go through the stats of the film also because this is a Japanese film. We're not going to do uh, dive too deep on the directors and actors and everything because unless you're a big fan of Japanese cinema, you're not going to know a lot of their works. What? We will just do a small uh, cursory dive because everybody deserves credit, uh, especially for this movie. That might yeah. give us something away, but uh, we're still giving the credit. Uh, but we will also talk about, you know, all the stats of the movie. And then we will hit you with the uh, spoiler alert because we're not going to break the show in two sections. We're just going to use the spoiler alert to cut it off when we jump into the full spoiler review. So this first part, spoiler free, just stats and stuff. Second part will be, of course, the spoiler full review followed by, uh, we're not going to play the game, obviously, because there's only two of us. And on top of that, this is not a full one, but we're going to give you uh, the scores from around the internet, which... Uh, surprise, surprise, those scores are pretty high. And then we're going to finally give you our scores for Godzilla minus one. Of course, this is exclusively to Patreon at first, but because it is December and we always want to try to get new people to join into Patreon, not just for the money, but hey, we're putting a lot of hard work out there and giving you bonus reviews every month. And uh, we, we would like to for more people to join the party. It's a lot of fun. And our patrons get shirts and gifts yep. and, mm-hmm. and giveaways and all sorts of great stuff going on. So hey, if you would like to join that party, Patreon.com com slash 3fn podcast if you are listening to this as one of the people who are getting it that is not on patreon and then also if you would like any information at all about us just go to 3fnpodcast.com that's where all the social media links are links to everything else your one-stop shop for everything 3fn 3fnpodcast.com definitely like we had uh, uh we had a new patron that went from the one dollar tier within immediately to the three dollar tier because he just enjoyed the you know, getting the stuff early and realized that $1 wasn't enough to pay us. Awesome. Thank I you, Billy. That. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> Billy, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm just saying he just told me today. He's like, I had to upgrade. He goes, I didn't realize what I was missing. And by the way, speaking of that, uh, for our patrons who have been with us for a while, they're, they are getting shirts. So if anybody's shirt size has changed, please let me know. And anybody who's new to the $3 tier, uh, please uh, make sure you send me your shirt size. Uh, as... I will need those. I'll make a post about it on, on Patreon just to make a double check. If you nothing has changed, don't worry. I have your shirt size already. But if you're a new member, then I don't have your shirt size. Or if you need a different shirt size, let me know. All right. 
now that that business is out of the way, because like I said, this is technically a Patreon episode that we are just going to be putting out to the masses, because why not? Let's dive right in, Ron. Are you ready to talk some Godzilla minus one? Some kaiju. Uh, yeah, it's always kaiju time. So Let's go. Uh, we're, we're uh, not going to, you know, we don't have Diesel for this. This is usually his part, so I'm going <laughs> to have to fill in, so... Man, I got a story to tell. The quick synopsis, spoiler free for Godzilla Minus One, is uh, most of this movie take, first of all, we get a nice trip back to 1945, where it is the dying days of World War II on the Pacific Front. Uh, when our hero of our movie, if you will, if you want to call him a hero, Kochi is uh, trying to uh, get his plane fixed <laughs> and runs into a big, big problem that is this mythical being known as Godzilla. A couple years after the war has ended and Japan is rebuilding, and then the year 1947 is where most of this movie takes place, and in that year, Godzilla is awakened by nuclear tests. And this time he's bigger than he was before, and he's going straight for Tokyo. I think that's the pretty much nuanced way to do it without yeah, ruining anything, right? Pretty much. I mean, it is a Godzilla film, but there's a lot to it. This is a Godzilla film with a lot of heart and storytelling, <sighs> and uh, we will talk about that more because I don't want to give it away. But I will just say that if you are a fan of kaiju movies, you are going to be excited because there is definitely some great kaiju destruction and terror from the most imposing Godzilla I think we've ever seen. Yeah, and, pretty much. You know, unless you you know, right I mean, up there, technically Shin Godzilla would be the number one, but I think this one is rivaling Shin Godzilla. Currently. You mean you mean Matthew Broderick Godzilla doesn't rank there? No, come on! You, you and I both, you and I both watched Final War, and dude, and, that was amazing. And we know that that dude, Godzilla that was lasted a, what two seconds? Uh, three point five seconds. That was awesome. That was great. Anyways, if you've never seen Godzilla Final War, go that, go check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, check that one out. Uh, anyways, going back to this one, but there is a lot of storytelling in this, and I and I like it. And uh, like I said, there were some things on the internet that got spawned of, uh, hey, there's a message in Godzilla, and it's like <laughs> there's, there's always, always been. been a message in Godzilla. It's just now it's there. But I don't think this movie was ever didactive. We'll talk about that more in the spoiler full part because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But if you're looking for a great story even, this is one. Uh, I will just forewarn some people because there is people out there that do not like subtitles. It is a subtitled movie. And I'm happy that it was subtitled because oh, if yes. it was dubbed, I don't know if the... Sometimes if dubbing the, if, yeah. it makes makes things funny when they're not. And this is a super serious film at times. And, I, and if it would have lost some of that, I don't know if this movie would have had its effects, in my opinion. I agree with you 100%. So the movie did come out in the States on December 1st of 2023. It was released on Godzilla Day in oh. November in Japan. So it's been out in Japan for over a month. And it was uh, released here on December 1st. Uh, of course, the we do not have a budget for this movie because it was a Japanese film. It is made by Toho Studios. Uh, but uh, we do know that the opening weekend in the U.S., it made 11419000 So $11.4 million in the U.S. market. And it was and, a 15 million movie? Uh, I think it was under that. I don't know. Okay. They don't have the estimated here for it. Uh, Japanese films, sometimes you don't have to have the estimated. No, no, no. I just, the one post I saw on uh, Facebook making fun of, you know, America movies being like $300 million and can't get CGI right. And then this was like 15 million and it's amazing. Honestly, I would assume it was about 15 million. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, right here, though, I do know that it made worldwide, and this does not count the Japanese market, by the way, uh, $34.6 million. Oh. So this is only off the run from December 1st. Uh, nice. I do not have the Japanese totals in front of me. I'm, I apologize, but I'm assuming it, it cleaned up because oh, yeah. it's Godzilla. 
Uh, next up, folks, it was a two-hour and four-minute movie, so that is an hour and 24 minutes. Uh, by the way, it did not feel like a two-hour movie at, uh, for the most of its runtime. I will throw that out there. No. Now that we know the stats of the film, it is finally time to find out... Who made this shit? And, of course, this movie was directed by Takashi... Yamazaki and uh, Takashi Yamazaki was also the writer of this film. Uh, people who uh, have seen the, who are familiar with his work, might know him from movies uh, like Stand By. These are all Japanese titles, so Stand By Me is not, <laughs> you know, obviously the same one that we're thinking yes. of. But Stand By Me, uh, always uh, Sunset and the Fighter Pilot. Uh, he's a he's actually a, a really big writer director in Japan. Yeah, I very seen successful. Those. It was surprised a lot of people when he was going to take on Godzilla. Uh, but uh, I will tell you what, did a good job in my opinion. We'll talk about that later. Uh, your cinematographer for this film was Kozo Shabaski. Shabas uh, Kozo has done a, a he, he has also worked very uh, closely with the director uh, because they both did the uh, fighter pilot together at Always a Sunset as well, uh, amongst a million and a half other things. And the composer for this film, and I think this is one of the things that definitely needs to be uh, sought out, uh, Nokio Sato. Uh, Nokio Sato, you might have uh, recognized some of uh, his music from uh, The Voice of Sin, Renyu Kenshin, The Fighter Pilot, and Always Sunset as well. So this is a big team over there, which is not unusual in Japan. No, they, they Usually they work as teams. But I will say this, I'm a big fan of the fact that uh, Naoki Sato uh, paid homage very good to the original Godzilla soundtrack. So uh, we got a lot of those original feels from Godzilla. I do believe at one point in Juncture, they do use the actual original Godzilla uh, com uh, uh, music, sheet music for some of the stuff uh, is what I heard. So that's awesome that they're nice. paying attention because, of course, we're going into 70 years of Godzilla yeah. in 2024. And that's what they're celebrating with this film in a lot of ways is the 70th anniversary of Godzilla. So now that we've ran down the list of uh, who made the movie, it's time to find out who starred in the movie. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? Uh, we're only going to go with the major stars of the film because obviously uh, they're Japanese film. Uh, if you're not familiar with Japanese films, we're not going to do the deep dives because I know probably a lot of our listeners aren't familiar with it. Uh, but one of the uh, starring roles is Manami Hamabe. She played Noruki Oishi. Uh, okay. She was the female lead yep. of this movie. Uh, she, you remember her from uh, Let Me Eat, uh, Shin Kaman, and uh, The Promised. So she's been in uh, a bunch of big movies in Japan. Uh, next up, uh, Ryan Suke Kamiki played Kochi. He is the male lead of the film. Uh, Ryan Suke was in uh, the movie Your Name, uh, did voices for uh, The Secret World of, a Tr uh, of Artery, and uh, also Spirited Away, by the way. So if you're oh, okay. familiar with uh, Studio G uh, Ghibli, has done a lot of voice acting work there, but this was live action work, so cool there. Uh, next up, playing the... She ends up being kind of like the aunt, but uh, when you first meet her, <laughs> it's a little different. Uh, Sakura Ando plays Sumiko Oda. Uh, she has been in uh, Shoplifters, Love Exposure, 100 Yen, and 0.5 Millimeter. Uh, once again, all ja uh, Japanese yeah. films, but if you would like to check some of those out, feel free. Playing the captain of the ship... Uh, and one of the people that we get very familiar with would be uh, Karansuke Sasaki, playing Yoji Akasudo. And uh, Yo you would know him from uh, the Japanese Mission Impossible movie, uh, 20th Century Boys, and a movie called Aircraft Carrier. 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, Sorry. No, my, yeah. My, well, my Japanese films aren't that great, unfortunately. I mean, I'm more into anime films. Yeah. But by the way, God, by the way, Godzilla minus one opened to the biggest opening from a live action Japanese movie in the history of the U.S. Just so everybody knows. Uh, next up, uh, playing the young boy, if you will, uh, <laughs> Mun- Munataki Aoki, uh, who plays Sasaku Tachibana. And uh, you might know him from uh, such uh, things as the the Roundup, uh, Ranyun Kanshun, and Silence. And last but certainly not least, playing the doctor in this movie, uh, Shiro Mizushima, Yuki Yamamata. And uh, Yuki Yamamata, you might remember from, believe it or not, uh, was on one of the, uh, he's been a person who has been in a lot of the uh, Super Sentai uh, stuff. Oh, okay. I got you. So, pretty that's awesome. Pro- you know what? That's actually, that's why he looks familiar to me. They also made him look older. So, yes. don't be fooled yeah, no, by I know. The movie. But his hair. Yes, yes. That, that's he, why, yes. He's yeah. been in a lot of Super Sentai. Yes. So, if you're for all the Power Ranger fans out I, there, I, if they're familiar with the Super I, Sentai. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I have dabbled a little bit dabbled. just because, yes. But I, now I know where he's from. And there's a lot more great actors in the movie. Make uh, Once again. I thought the acting in this movie was great. I understand there's a uh, cultural and language barrier because we're from the U.S. and this was a Japanese film, but I think that they did a really good job of closing that gap in a lot of ways. So now that we have gone through who was in the movie, who made the movie, and the stats of the movie, usually we would go into like you know the thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, uh, spoiler-free recommendation, and then a break. But because this is a special episode, we are just going to go over to the full spoiler review. So if you have not seen Godzilla Minus One, and you do not want the movie spoiled, it is time for you now to stop this podcast, go out and see it, come back, and then find out what we thought. However, if you have seen Godzilla Minus One, or you just don't care if the movie is spoiled, stay in your seats because we're entering the spoiler zone right about... Now, okay, Ron, uh, like you know, we don't go over scene for scene, so we're just going to go over the skeleton of the movie before going into our likes and dislikes, and then finally scores from around the internet, and then our scores to end it out. So, uh, let's just say this movie opens up, like I said, we find out that there's this pilot. We don't know much about this pilot, but he's trying to land on an island. By the way, a very rough uh, runway. Very rough runway. cheese, to be precise. On a uh, desolate island in japan on the coast you know out in the pacific ocean in japan and uh as he lands he recognizes the uh the the tachibana you know he, he the mechanic there and he says you know hey you know i remember you and he's like oh i owe you my life and everything else and we kind of go into this whole thing but what ends up happening is our young pilot played by uh play you know the character kochi who is going to be our hero if you will of the movie I use hero because that's how we usually turn things. He's a little troubled because Ron, what is his actual job as a pilot? Well, he's the you know he's part of that group for kamikaze pilots. Yeah, he's a kamikaze pilot. He was on his kamikaze mission, and basically we find out that uh, he got cold feet. Oh, and there very was nothing, much so. There was nothing wrong with his plane because you know as the mechanic tells him, there's nothing wrong with your plane. So basically, what ends up happening is that. Uh, as he's sitting there, the guy comes over and he says, the mechanic, who they kind of have a little rapport, and he yeah. goes, listen, I'm with you. It's not worth dying over. Yeah, he's like, we need more people like you because this war is basically at its end, and what's the point when you already know the outcome? So that night, as everybody's tucked in, 
there's like some earth shaking and the sirens go off because they think that they're being bombed. Meanwhile, we get to find out it isn't a bombing. It is what, Ron? It's baby Godzilla. Yes, it's Godzilla, but not in full form. No. So this is a younger Godzilla at the point, and uh, it's still big. It's still big. <laughs> it's, still, it's still a giant ba- dinosaur. Ba- baby Godzilla. And basically our hero, as they're all going, they, they tell our hero, hey, if you get to your plane, you can shoot your twenty two uh, at the thing. Because it kills everything. Because it kills everything. So it's going to obliterate that. So he goes to the plane, but he freezes up. And because he freezes up, every man on the island dies except for the head mechanic. Mm-hmm. And our and our hero, if you will, gets knocked out. So uh, when he comes to, basically, he gets the guilt trip. He gets handed uh, an envelope full of all of the pictures of all the dead men with their families who just wanted to go home because of his cowardice. They don't get to go home. Yes. So he gets back to uh, Japan, just back to Tokyo. He lives in he lives in one of the uh, prefectures of Tokyo, and he gets back there. And of course, first thing is he meets his neighbor. Uh, his neighbor his, is is uh, Sumiko, and Sumiko is not very nice to him because oh, she knows no. that he was a kamikaze pilot. And says, and, "If it was, if you would have done your job, we might have won this war." Yeah, like how to how to dig it in, and because of you, all these bombings that happened here took my family and your family. Your yep. parents are dead. My children and my husband is dead because of people like you. Yep. So we get it real quick that uh, uh, Kochi is very. Very not, you know, the cowardice thing is not just within him. It is also external to him, yeah. and he keeps getting his face rubbed in. Uh, meanwhile, he goes to the town, because mind you, the town is in shambles. Yeah, and yeah. so basically people are taking whatever jobs they can. They're living in just rubble because they're just kind of rebuilding just so they have a roof over their head. Right, Ron? Yeah. Like, it's, it's just all, destroyed. It's, it's, it's a shanty town. Mind you, not destroyed by Godzilla. This is now 19... As we're going through where you see it's like 1940, like the Five-ish. end of 45, 46. Yeah. And basically, uh, you know, everybody's there. So there's this young lady who is Norukio. Noriko is... Uh, we meet her because she's stealing stuff. And as she runs by Kochi, hey. she hands him off something allegedly. That, that turns out to be a baby. That was allegedly stealing. She, didn't, yes. she never saw it. Never saw her <laughs> steal it. And well, never seen it. to feed her and, and the baby. And then didn't see it. So allegedly... So basically, she eventually comes back to him, and she basically says, why didn't you abandon this child that I handed you? And he goes, I don't know. I just couldn't. So we find out that this child is also not her child. This child is is an orphan, has lost his family, and she just couldn't leave the baby. And it's kind of weird because he ends up bringing them back to his house, but he doesn't expect them to stay. And the next thing you know, she's asleep. (laughs) So he's just like, oh, great. Now I have this headache. And by house, it's... uh, Maybe a little bit smaller than our studio. Yeah, and it's not it's very a, big. It's not it's, very it's, big. It's destroyed. A little it's, bit. it's all destroyed. It's it's like a makeshift, you know, house with garbage and all that stuff. So thankfully, the next day they end up getting Sumiko involved because nobody knows what they're doing with this damn baby. Yeah, and basically Sumiko's like, "Well, you guys are idiots, <laughs> and this is what you need, and this is some of my finest rice, but it's for the child. You better not eat any of it." Like, so she's very hard nosed. Yeah. So we move along, and, and you know, throughout time he gets different jobs, and finally we're in 1947 where he takes a job as a minesweeper. Yes. So he's going to go out in a, in a boat and he's been hired as the gunman. They basically, uh, they basically take this long chain that cuts the chain off of the mines. And when the mines surface, the gunner, when they're at a safe distance, fires at them to explode them because we are told that there's over 6,000 mines just in that area. And so from the war, both American 
and Japanese. Yeah. And the reason why they're on rickety wooden boats is because the American ones are magnetic. Yes. So this eliminates the fact that they can explode and kill all of them. So it is, even though it looks rickety, it is the safest of boats. Yes. So this is going to finally get them money. And at this point in juncture, Noriko, the, the child, and... Kochi are living in the house now for a couple years. And they're kind of a makeshift family, even though Kochi doesn't really want to be a family because he's carrying on the ghosts from the past. Yes. He's having night terrors of the men that die, not because of the giant monster, but because of his cowardice. He's having nightmares of the war. He's having uh, nightmares of the inadequacies of why his parents are dead. He's dealing with the fact that he knows that he should have been dead because he's a kamikaze pilot and he's still alive. So there's a lot going on with this character. They really do a good job of flushing out his mental yeah. uh, stability in this so as they're doing these minesweeps that's when the bikini atoll nuclear bomb test happens because they even showed the nuclear bomb test from which is pretty cool and that's when godzilla awakens again yeah he's he, he was a little pissy he was not happy <laughs> to be awakened from his slumber no so while they're out there all these things start to happen excluding deep sea fish coming to the surface which is the indicator the Godzilla is near because the radiation that comes off of Godzilla, yeah, it fries yeah. everything pretty much. Pretty much. So as they're out on the boat, it get, the story now because you know it it sinks a American destroyer. Godzilla does that is, yeah, and it also sinks a Japanese destroyer. And now this team of minesweepers has been sent out to this American destroyer that is it, it is sunk. Well, it's above water still, but it ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it's scuttled. Yes, and they want to. Uh, keep an eye on it to before they can get it get it out of there because they know it's some giant creature and they've yeah. even shown the back of godzilla you know the spines the spikes if you will yeah. so as they're sitting there the fish start coming up and of course we find out from kochi and see as he's telling them i know what this is this is godzilla this is what the islanders call godzilla and this is what happened where the base that i was at and yeah here we are you know what i mean so Godzilla makes his first appearance, and that's the the scene if you saw the trailers where Godzilla is chasing their boat from behind. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. And just as he goes to get him, it gets fired on by a Japanese destroyer, and Godzilla just fucks that boat up. Let's just throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> that boat gets fucked up real quick. So basically, as they go back to land, Godzilla ends up coming into Tokyo Bay for the first time, and he uh, he, he fight in, in in the Ginza. Uh, prefecture, which is where Noriko is now working, because since Kochi won't ask him or her to marry him, uh, they're not a real family. So she gets a job, so that she doesn't have to be a burden on him. Even though uh, the captain of the boat is keeps going, you know, you know what, boy, you need to make an honest woman <laughs> yes. out of her. She's a good woman. You belong together, and he keeps, you know, basically yeah. saying, "I can't because of the ghost of my past." And he's like, "Well, you better stop chasing ghosts, boy." Yeah. <laughs> is, is basically how he, you know, very forcefully too. Uh, I love that character. Yeah. He's a great character. Uh, both of them, the the, the doc the, too, the doc, doc is great. like all that whole group was amazing. I, I I enjoyed the entire group of them. Yeah. So basically, we are now at this point where Godzilla attacks Ginza, and she is on a train going into work. And of course, he finally doesn't show cowardice because he goes to save her, and Godzilla is fucking up Ginza. And not to mention he's fucking up, finally we get to see that scene that we all uh, were going, ah, oh, I know about, as the blue plates come out of the back, and we get the nuclear blast from Godzilla. And as he, he blasts away from the city to take out some uh, ships and such that are shooting at him. Yeah. And, of course, the nuclear blast comes backwards. And in a move straight out of Titanic, Noroko pushes Kochi into, an, into like a little alleyway thing, like a tiny alleyway. Yeah. 
And she gets blown away by the blast, and he goes into the alleyway and lives. She got she got taken out quick. Oh, she got she got fucked. Now she the reason I say up. Titanic is I know we're gonna you know I know we'll get to likes <laughs> and dislikes. It, she could have just tackled him in there, and they could have both been in there. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. It wasn't that small. Anyways, uh, she gets blown away. So now Kochi's got the little funeral. Now he's got the little girl to look after, and he is now getting to a part where. He is upset enough that he is now feeling rage. Yes. And his rage is at Godzilla. And he knows that the only way to kill his his demons is to kill Godzilla. So the Godzilla hate is back, which I, I dig. Right. Because, like, we've gotten to the point where we... Uh, Godzilla is now a pseudo baby face, if you go by wrestling terminology these days. Yeah. It was nice to see a straight-on heel Godzilla. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, no, you're fine. But you can swear all you want. We fucking swear all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, Why are you apologizing? I tried to keep it down. <laughs> yeah, it's still. Anyways. Fuck, 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 fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck. Anyways, continuing on so we don't get too sidetracked. Yeah. So, at this point in juncture, the uh, dock, uh, the the boat, had comes up with this uh, half-ass plan from on the surface as a half-ass plan. So, basically, we find out, man, he is really intelligent. Because what they want to do is they want to use... Uh, the buoyancy of nitrogen to drag Godzilla, trap him in the deepest trench in the bay. Yes. And it's going to drag him to the bottom, and he's going to go down so fast that it should just compress and go kaboom. And we should all know how that works now because, you know, that submarine incident. Yes. Uh, and if that doesn't work, there is a plan B. The plan B is attached to that same thing that's going to drag him down and create the bubbles to drag him down is going to be these inflatable canisters. So if they don't think that he's dead, they can just hit those and it's going to bring him to the surface so quick that he decompresses and explodes. Either way, yeah, this should work. Either way, it should work. Because we forgot to tell you, and it was a cool scene, at one point in Junkster, they drop a uh, mine into the water as they're running from Godzilla and Godzilla swallows the, it doesn't swallow, it's in the side of his mouth. And uh, Kochi shoots it and it blows it up. And it blows off like half of Godzilla's <laughs> face. And it just regenerates. I, I, well, it took a second to regenerate. Because when I when I first saw it, I was like, oh, damn. They're, they're really pissing him off today. It looks fucking and, cool. And then all of a sudden he regenerated. And then because it was a regenerated section later on, they kept that detail. So it was a different color. Yeah, but and it was, it, really it, was cool, though. it was really cool. So... We've seen that it can take damage. So at this point, they need a plane, so they have this experimental plane that never saw time in the war. But it's supposed to be the fastest plane in all of the Japan fleet. I think it was actually a legit. Uh, it was. It was a rear. It was a rear tail. Yeah, rear tail. I think it was legit. Like uh, the temper. Like they. I don't think they ever actually got off. I think they got like one or two off. Yeah. But I like it was an idea, and it actually sometimes I worked. So basically what he's going to do is he's like, okay, I'll distract him and bring him to the sea. We get him in position and then they're going to use boats to, you know, and wrap him up and then hit the thing. And that's what's going to take care of Godzilla. So half-assed plan, but uh, coach, he's got a different plan. He's going to go with Tach- uh, He's going to get with uh, Tachibana, who has uh, never forgiven him. Uh, but he writes all these letters blaming him for the incident to get him out to be pissed off so it'll draw him out of hiding. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was funny because he beats the piss out of him. Uh, but the goal is he tells him, listen, I know this plan is not going to work. But I know that when I threw the mine in the mouth and blew it up, it, it can be done damage from inside. So the way to kill Godzilla is from the inside. So what I'm going to do is you're going to load this, this this jet with as much fucking uh, explosives as we can, and I'm going to fly this bitch right into its mouth. 
and uh, I'm going to go kamikaze pilot. I was supposed to die in the war. I'm going to die here. It took out, you know, the person, the woman I loved, even though, you know, I should have come clean about it sooner to her. And, you know, he's feeling it. And it's also going to get rid of these ghosts from my past. I can stop dreaming about it because yeah. I'll finally honor them in killing Godzilla. So uh, because of this, uh, Tachibana agrees to do the deed, if you will. And so as we're getting all this uh, stuff fitting up, we got the classic Godzilla uh, symphony music behind it, which was awesome. And they're, you know, preparing the ships and preparing all the stuff, preparing the plane. And we get to morning of, and he, he leaves the little note with the little girl that has money for Sumiko to take care of her. Basically outlines the fact that he's going to go, you know, my white life is pretty much worthless. I'm going to go, you yeah. know, die in honor, if you will. So... They uh, draw Godzilla out till Godzilla finally comes in the bay. They draw him back out into uh, the, the bay. They get him in the right position. The boats start wrapping him up, and they drop him down. And he, uh, he, he stops at some point, so they know he's not dead. So they, they, they try to pull him up, but they, as they pull him up, Godzilla still got some fight in him. <laughs> yeah. So they can't get him all the way out of the water. So it's not going to work the way that they want it to. And at that point, Juncture, the young boy who was sent home and was told this is not your war to fight that was on the ship with them. They were trying to save him. Trying to save him. He comes with every tugboat and fisherman boat that he could find. And they use all the power together to use this to pull Godzilla out with the crane. As Godzilla comes up, you can tell he's fucking angry and he's getting ready to blast them with the radiation. And we get this really cool artsy scene where everything slows down because Godzilla's charging up and getting ready to fire and everybody's like okay we're dead there's no there's no way we make it and here comes Kochi in the plane and the plane comes in and before he left Tachibana told him where all the stuff was he told him how to arm the bomb and he told him there was one more thing that he wanted to tell him and we don't get privy to what that is I thought the army of the bomb was what you're talking about yes exactly that's what you know what i mean yeah how to arm the bomb properly yeah 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 i thought there was something to do because obviously tachibana has no reason to want him to live yeah as the plane so the plane flies in boom hits godzilla right in the mouth because he loads the thing hits it in the mouth and it explodes and it blows godzilla's head and upper torso clean off yes <laughs> i was like holy shit and then godzilla kind of falls apart up to a bit as he falls into the sea godzilla has been defeated but as everybody's sitting there selling because the doctor and everybody didn't want a kamikaze pilot, like the one message in the movie was like, the government's not going to help us. The, the yeah. Americans aren't helping that us. That was one hell of a speech. The, the Japanese aren't going to help us. The only people who can help us defeat Godzilla is us. And if we don't, we're going to die. And, and then they were like, well, this, you know, we were going to die in war. And he goes, I don't want anybody to die. That's what the doc says. I don't want anybody to die. I don't want any kamikaze. You know, kamikazes were a mistake. People sacrificing themselves were a mistake. We can all live doing this with no lives loss and we can yep. defeat Godzilla. So when Kochi has basically become a kamikaze pilot to kill Godzilla, everybody is happy that Godzilla is dead, but they're sad that he had to risk his life for that. And then all of a sudden they realize that, oh shit, Kochi is uh, floating down because he had an ejector seat. And one of the things during the speech that they said is that they didn't put ejector seats in most of the uh, yeah, most of the planes. Because the government seized everybody as expendable. Yes. So the ejector seat came in because the one last thing Tachibani told him was, you don't have to die. I have an ejector seat, and it, right before you hit, pull this pull this string, and you will shoot out yeah. of the plane. And that's what he does. Right before he goes in the mouth, he, he ejected out. So he lives, and everybody's happy because they've defeated Godzilla and is happy. 
Well, this was all going on, though. Sumiko so gets a telegram. And I thought the telegram was just basically him say, telling her maybe he was going to live. Maybe, oh, man. you know, no, no, Or maybe Tachibani was going to go, hey, I told him in the ejector seat he's not going to die. No, no, no. Well, that, when she I, comes, she smacks the shit out of Kochi, by the way. Sumiko so oh, no. is, is a badass. She smacks the shit out of Kochi. But all of a sudden, he hands her, she hands him the telegram, and he grabs the, the child, and they run off. And that is because Nor- Noriko is in a hospital bed. Yeah. She was found alive under the rubble. Yeah, I, I said I said that to Jeff. I go, oh, yep, she's in the hospital. Yeah. And she's she's in some hospital somewhere. And he's like, how the how the fuck, the fuck did you know that? I'm like, Japanese movie. <laughs> so so the movie the movie ends. Uh, you know, we have the happy ending. Even though they're sobbing, uh, basically she says to Kochi, you know, uh, are your are your de- are, are are your past ghosts gone? Yes. And he says yes. So you know, we're gonna get the ending where you know him and her are gonna presumably go on and the child and and be a family, and. That would be the end, but no, we go back to the to the water where the carcass of Godzilla is sinking still, and we get the dun 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 dun. So Godzilla and is it, not dead, and it starts regenerating. Yes, yeah, starting is starting to rebuild. Godzilla is not dead, just slumbering. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right, I can go to sleep now. So once again, Toho uh, has a clause that Godzilla can't lose <laughs> or die. That's uh, from what from what I understand and what I've been told by people. And guess what? Uh, he doesn't. But it, it was done in a good way. We'll say. So that is the, the the nuts and bolts of the movie. We went through it. We went through quite a bit of it. But uh, I will say this: Let's go to the likes and dislikes. And I'll start with you, Ron. Obviously, let's get the 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 technical stuff out of the way because we usually talk about this. This movie was shot beautifully. Yeah. The cinematography of this film is amazing. The score for this film is amazing. The acting was really good. I thought everything. When you're talking about checking all the technical boxes, this movie does it. So uh, we can gush about that all day. But it 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 looks beautiful. I had uh, somebody had said. If you want to see this movie, go see it in the theaters and see it on the biggest screen you, you are able to see it on. True. I can and, see that. And I, I honestly would second that motion because if you can just get to the regular size screen, that's fine. But if you can see this in IMAX still, see it in the biggest screen you can see because I'll tell you what, this movie was beautiful from oh, from start to finish. Yeah. And I think, I think Godzilla, as big as you can make him on the screen, is going to just look amazing in my opinion. Uh, so now that we've got the technicals, Ron, what are some of your likes from Godzilla? Minus one. Like we said, shot beautifully. Shot in obviously true Japanese fashion. It, this is one of those movies, if you are, like I, I use, you always say this a lot of times with other movies, but if you're looking to get into movie making, even being an actor or whatever, you want to see different movies and how they're shot in different places, this is definitely one of those movies to go see. Because it's how it's shot, how it's you know it's put together, is solid. The story is that World War Two, you know, after World War Two, they know that it's coming to an end, and it's it's it hits you. You feel for these characters that you meet them all, like like most Godzilla movies. You're like, yeah, typical human, don't care. Mm-hmm. Get Godzilla on the screen, kill them all, don't care. Well, I want to see him kill everything, bash everything, kill whatever monster shows up. Let's go. But this is another proof that human, you know, most humans, civilization, bad. Godzilla wants to kill you. I get it. Like, and it's it's there. But it's that whole story that you feel with these characters. You're like, oh, you feel for them. And they all went through something. Yeah. And I like that yeah. there's a deep story because, like, each character, and I know we focus more on the main characters, but still, when you have, like, Kochi, 
dealing with the fact that, you know, in his, you know, even though, however, you know, I think we could all agree Kamikaze Pilots wasn't a great idea. But even though he was in that honor-based system and to know that he didn't, he was too much of a coward to do it. And then his cowardice, even if you count, discount that, even if you listen to what Tachibana told him on that island, like, you, you, we need more people like you, then he was a coward when it was time to try to kill Godzilla. Uh, before it killed the men so it kind of shows you he is a coward but at the same time he has compassion and he has love for for people yeah. you and you know when you run up into uh, Noriko her family has died in the bombings and the carpet bombings yeah. of, of Tokyo and she finds this child who is orphaned because its family died too and she knows nothing of taking care of a child but yet it's in her to save this child yeah. and later on uh, Kochi brings them together because he wants to save this child, even though he's been a coward his whole life. Samiko, you know, at first, you know, she's definitely a hard ass. You mean she's a hard ass all movie, but she's she's very mean and rigid on people. But that's because she lost her whole family. She yeah. lost her husband. Neighbors. It, she lost her husband in the war. She lost her children to the bombing. She yeah. lost her neighbors. Yeah. She's lost everything. Her house is in rubble and they're rebuilding. And, and then... Throughout this movie, because of this little makeshift family, she becomes part of the makeshift yeah, family. Auntie, they call they it got, auntie. Yeah. yeah. So they make this makeshift family, and and it just shows how humanity goes on. And then the guys on the boat become the uncles. You have yeah. the the strong captain who who you could tell he was injured during war, and the war took its toll on him mentally yeah. as well. You have Doc, who is a peaceful man, but at the same point in juncture, oh, he was the one of the people who made stuff for the war machine because he was a scientist. And you have the young boy who wishes that he could have fought in the war, despite the fact that the guys who fought in the war told him, no, 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 no. You are better not fighting in the yeah. war. And even there's a speech where they try to tell him not to go to the Godzilla fight at the end, where they basically say, hey, He's like, I show you can't take this war away from me. They're like, we're we're not taking anything away from you. No. You understand? It's you're just as brave. Never have fought in war. Yeah. Never have fought in a war. And you're just like, this is a, the, the message is like the government. You know, is not going to help you at the end of the day. And I get it. Some people are like, oh, that's bleak. But they don't be didactive about it. It just you feel for the characters. Yeah. And I agree with you. Not since the original movie from 1954 have I felt so much for the characters in a yeah. movie. And I, I really felt for these characters. And I think that, you know, originally we all were like, oh, man, what are they just remaking the original movie? And no, we come to find out it's not even, I wouldn't even call it a reboot or a requel. It's kind of like, hey, we're going to take, you know, this happened seven years before the real movie, the, the original movie. This is going to be a good jumping off point so we can fix some of the holes later on. Yeah. And we can keep this. And I, I just can't wait to see where they go with this story. Yeah. Any other likes you want to throw out there, Ron? Uh, it's the fact that it's subtitled Cap you into the movie like like you said if it was dubbed who knows where we would have been the really serious parts of this movie hit and it's in their shot beautifully as most japanese films are shot with the serious parts there's not a lot of camera movement that the, there there's a lot of still camera shots and you, we in america don't see that no. And, and a lot of people are like, ooh, well, why don't we get to see so-and-so talking? It's not the point. It's the point of where it's focused. It's the point of what's being said right there. And it's a still shot for a reason. Here in America, it's a conversation. You're jumping from one person to another person to the other person to the other person, even in a serious scene. It's like, eh, we don't really need that in a lot of movies. And that's where, like, this is where you get a schooling. Mm. And you need to see this stuff. And it's done very well. Um most movies, you know, we sit there and say, oh, I, I think two hours was just enough for this movie. I don't think you needed to take anything else out of it. I don't think you needed to add anything else out of it. I go, it's one of the few movies that hit that sweet spot with two hours and four minutes. Oh, agreed. Like, it was, th like, I don't know how they pulled that off. 
because we're the biggest complainers of it being too long, too short. And usually we don't complain too much about it being too short. This was the sweet spot storytelling. And I don't know how they made it that perfect. Because, damn, it's a good writer and director. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, they, yeah I agree. The, the, team, the team here. I, I, might, I might have to check out a couple of the other movies I can find in some place. Takashi Yamazaki yeah. did a great job on this film. Uh, as, as well as cinematography and everything else, I, I, I well, I want to add to that. I I liked how this movie was serious, but they still had some fun nods in it. <laughs> so much because fun. There's there is times, and even reading, you get that it's supposed to be humorful. The captain, even though he's a hard ass and he's a hard man, he still has the way he says things, to, especially to the young boy, makes you kind of chuckle because it's like, oh, you know, you could tell he yeah. loves him, yeah. and he's just trying to help him. But it, the way he says it is funny. You have a couple other scenes. I also love how they did some Easter eggs from the original. They did some shots from the original uh, not straight taken from but homages and my favorite was the scene where you have the reporters on the roof oh, and the original so Godzilla attack and they're calling what's going on and they're like oh no he's looking at me now he's coming this way uh, I wish they would have done the what they did in the original eventually his tail takes them out which is kind of interesting because he walks right by him because in the original movie they're in a tower and they're calling it as Godzilla approaches the commentator starts going well my life is uh, pretty much going to an end right now folks so we're going to be signing off and then Godzilla takes them out so I wish they would have done that because that's kind of more fun but I like the fact that they did their own thing too yeah. but while paying homage I thought that those scenes were pretty good and homageful and like I said it did it, I, I understand people died but it was like it was fun it was you know Godzilla did not shy away from killing people he's stepping on people oh, eating. eating people throwing people oh, in his dude. mouth blowing people up like uh, it, this is definitely heel Godzilla. There is yes. no no you can't misconstrue. Oh, Godzilla is the good guy. No 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 no. no. Godzilla is the bad guy, <laughs> and uh, he's trying to destroy humanity in Tokyo. I mean, yeah, I would too. You woke him up from a nap. Yeah, I mean, he was. I don't know if we mentioned this though. I, I, well, I just say he's bigger. He's leaps and bounds bigger. He goes yeah. from like the first scene you see him on the island. He's about I would say maybe fifty 15. feet. 50, 50 probably 50 he was he was the size of maybe smaller maybe 20 feet he might like, have been the size like, of a dinosaur he was the size of a dinosaur by the time we see him later in the film he's like 150 yeah. 200 feet tall yeah. like the bigger uh, the bigger buildings he's towering over yeah like, like, he's gigantic he looks big on the island because there's nothing to compare it true to. and it's oh and but you when you see him you know except for the plane and a shack you're like you realize like he, I'd say about 25 feet and then all of a sudden when we see him three years later uh it's you know he's 150 like he's towering over the tallest yeah like, he's he's gigantic and, you know just it, great and it, and it's all and you know the spikes are amazing uh you know they, they're very uh intimidating yes because you don't know what exactly he's gonna do but it's just like they're there and it's just the whole body that he has is intimidating i dug it i thought it was a very good uh job i thought also i thought the cg was good there were some times where you're you, like, you, eh, you, you know you could tell that it was solid cg at times but you're just like ah whatever like it's there, there's a couple times in the movie where you're like okay that didn't look so great but for the most part the good outweighed the bad yeah, by quite yeah. a bit but it wasn't it wasn't long it, no, no. So. it's it wasn't but it wasn't a bad it wasn't bad either it, we're not it's not like when we watch beast and you know no. you know that was just terrible cg yeah. or, or you know the, the flash yeah yeah we're not going to go there. <laughs> 300 million dollars and can't get a person to look right the babies were meant to look that bad <laughs> yeah okay but anyways <laughs> yeah it was I, I thought it was good all right so now we've done some a bunch of likes let's do some dislikes i know i don't have a big list i'm sure you don't either but what are some of your dislikes for guys? Godzilla minus one. Uh, not enough Godzilla. I could. I, 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 like, I, I think we you. needed like one more early attack. Uh, you know, just the fact that he just went and slumbered for three years 
after attacking the island like maybe one more like like uh uh like off the beaten coast like a, a story of a a questionable giant lizard attacking something and it just have like a a grainy uh you know news footage or something uh, like i think i think a little bit more godzilla I, mean, I, I can agree with you there i i think that I, I will say this is it's hard to say that because it's like you said i thought that was the perfect length they could have thrown it in but i do like the time that they spent making you fall in love with the people yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like i don't want to sacrifice any of that but it, like you said if it was something quick i could see mm. that too uh so it's kind of hard to pick where i'd put it but i yeah i know with, I, 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 I could agree with you maybe another godzilla attack like just movie. to show him a little bit bigger so like you could see like okay we first see him here he's whatever 30 feet tall and then we see him again and he's a you know 75 feet tall and then we see him at the end and he's 100 you know 150 yeah. feet tall i got you yeah that might be cool uh, my my pretty much only dislike, but once again, I'm used to Japanese cinema, so I kind of think to their market, it was actually kind of like different from their normal. Was I, I didn't like the fact that the the girl was still alive, the the, well, the, the love interest, but that is. It, but I said to Ken because um, I went to see it with him, I was like, you know, in most Japanese movies, they would have like buried the lead and showed her moving in the rubble or showing them discover her and taking her to the hospital. At least in this movie, they made you believe that she was oh, yeah. dead for a little while. As soon as the telegram showed up, I, I literally lo- said over to Jeff, I'm like, oh, she's alive. She's in a hospital. And he's he gave me that look like, there's no way. We, like They haven't shown anything to show that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, nah, they're ta- they're taking a piece out of America cinema in that yeah. one and trying to, you know, because they know it's coming over here. They waited until uh, the last yeah. minute. Uh, so, I mean, I, I get why they did it. But at the same time, I wasn't a big fan. Not saying it ruined the movie for no. me. I'm just like, I was like, man, that was kind of a cheesy finish there. <laughs> but I get it. Like I said, I'm used to them tipping their hand earlier, so I kind of forgave it a little more than I would for most things. Any other dislikes you had? Not really. Like the the one the one other thing I forgot to say because I forgot about it until just now uh, for likes was the one section that was in English after the courier got destroyed. Uh, they were doing a, like a news. It was either a news footage or it was the radio broadcast from the test and like it was all in english for like that whole i mean it was only like a minute but it was a it was one of those things where they're like well we know we're sending this to america this is part's going to be in you know english blah 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 and it just it did bring the movie together for me a little bit more yeah because it was a nice little little thing that we don't notice in cinema like and it's like okay well this whole movie yes it's japanese it's speaking japanese it's subtitled and then you get this minute footage where it's all english speaking and i'm not gonna lie i thought maybe that was where they were gonna switch over to the dubbed for a little bit uh and i was like and i trust me i'm glad they didn't but i was like oh you know kind of like hunt for red october but they didn't but I, i liked where that was where that fit in the movie it didn't seem out of place it was perfect uh how it was done it's like okay here here you go you stupid Americans, we got a little English for you. <laughs> well, now that we've gone through our likes and dislikes and the uh, outline of the film, let's, before we give our scores, find out what they uh, thought of about around the internet. We'll start with IMDb, who has got it currently at 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Metacritic's got the score at 79%. That's good. Rotten Tomatoes critic score, certified fresh at 97%. Ooh. And the fan score also certified fresh at 98%. This movie is getting rave reviews. Should. As it should. Now that that is uh, taken care of, it is finally time for us to give our scores. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
So normally on Patreon, I don't explain the nerd scale because it's normally just Patreons. But because we're putting this out to the general public after, uh, we'll just give it to anybody who doesn't know. Uh, first, we're going to give our nerd score, which is on the nerd scale, followed by my critic score. The nerd score is a recommendation score based off of our critic score mixed with entertainment score, which means if the movie was critically not good, but was super entertaining, the score could be higher and vice versa. And the nerd scale has five parts and five parts only. And the five parts are these. Number one is just no. That means it's a terrible film that you should never waste your time watching. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it ain't good. So you've been warned not to see it. A three is, ah, it's good. These are average to, you know, decent movies. They're movies that uh, you don't need to go out and spend money on, but if you catch it on, you're not going to regret seeing it, but you're probably never going to watch it again, and you're definitely not going to own it. A four is just take my money. These are the very good to great films. These are the movies that uh, you can feel free to go uh, pay for them in the theater, rent them, uh, maybe even add to your collection and your rotation. You're probably going to watch them more than once because you you would like them. And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air that is known as certified nerd in the five slot. And that is for the legendary films, films like Jaws, Jurassic Park, and stuff like that, where, you know, hey, they're great movies. You're going to pay to see them in the theater. You're going to pay to see them when they're re-released. You're going to add them to your collection. You're going to add them to your rotation. They are the creme de la creme. And of course, that ends the scale. So Ron, knowing this, it is now time for us to give our nerd scores. So we're going to start with you. What is your nerd score and why for Godzilla minus one? Well, this is definitely Godzilla five star. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. This is one of those movies that I'm you know, I don't know where Rich is going so I might be the high one on this group but I you know been a huge kaiju fan a huge Godzilla fan all the way down the line in this movie I went in not gonna lie little low expectations because I'm like yeah okay let's go see it let's knock it out was not upset it was in subtitled enjoyed it immensely was not upset that it was two hours enjoyed it immensely was not upset that it it was more character development than most Godzilla movies. All these things put together made this movie like almost a cinematic masterpiece. Um, I understand where most people might put it around a four, but if you are a Godzilla fan or remember watching the old ones, you know, once a year, they used to come on TV, you know, before we had more than six channels. Yes, I'm old people. It'd be like one one year, like right around Easter, there'd be a Godzilla movie, there'd be Wizard of Oz and something else all on TV, and I would watch them every year like that because that's how you had to watch them back then. And then when we got a couple other channels, you know, you'd get the Saturday afternoon Monster Fest movie stations that, you know, it was like USA and one other one that would play, you know, the, the whole lines, and I'd watch them every time. But this thing is one of those movies you need to see, if not just for the... The, how it's shot, how a story is told, how a story is put together, how, you know, the music works for the story. This, you know, you, this is an epitome of if you are getting into the business somewhere, you want to be a director, you want to be an actor, you want to be whatever, you know, a cinematographer, you know, a score, you know, whatever. You, you watch this. This is a class in two hours. 
Well, I uh, will start prefaces with this. I am a gigantic Godzilla fan. Uh, I love kaiju movies, but Godzilla is my favorite, as we all know. Uh, I've, I've made no gripes about that. I've been waiting for this movie for as, since it was announced. Uh, myself and I, I, my good friend uh, JVD have been just going back and forth about, oh man, we cannot wait for December 1st. It cannot get here soon enough. We were nervous it was going to get pushed back. The whole, the whole bit. I love the Toho films. I mean, I love the new yeah. legendary monster verse that we have going on now. And I, but I love the Toho films. That's where I fell in love with them when I was a kid. I remember watching the first Godzilla film I ever remember seeing. wasn't even the original when I was a kid. I saw Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, the original. Because uh, yeah, obviously we've had that happen a couple times. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, just the whole Godzilla universe. With that being said, I couldn't wait for this movie. And to say that... It was going to be an unfair bar. My bar was set so high on this movie because of my fandom and because of where I know we've been. And we've had some really good movies coming out of the legendary MonsterVerse. And we've had some really good Toho films where they went back to form since the year 2000. Yes. Uh, even before then, there's some hit and miss ones. There was some years where some of the Toho films, you know, mm. eh, you mm. know, we, we there's a lot of us who remember mm. the lost years, if you will. Uh, but there was, there was, you know, they've been, been back to getting gold since the 2000s as well. So I this had a big bar to clear, and it was something that they were putting out. Toho was going out of their way. Listen, most Godzilla films do not have a release in the United States. Most Godzilla films don't get the hype that this film got in the United States. Hell, we were invited uh, while I was at New York Comic Con to go to the Japan Society to screen the original Godzilla 1954 and 35mm. I got to see that, and I thought that, that that was the highlight of my trip, even though we did amazing a bunch of stuff. But that is just an amazing thing to be able to do. So I, I was fresh in my head. But the reason that was happening was because Godzilla Minus One. We got art prints. Uh, for posters, I still have to get a, a, a frame for. But we got art prints of posters that only the people there got. And I was so excited, and it was brought to you. And there's pictures, if you go to the, our social medias, if you go back and you see, you can see the pictures of us on the red carpet, if you will, with the Godzilla Minus One in Toho and Japan Society things behind us. Because it was all sponsored because of Godzilla Minus One. We got to see a trailer that was only seen online in the United States, but we got to see it before they even put the trailer stuff in it. <laughs> so it was just the raw trailer that they rushed over from Japan that nobody in the world had seen before we saw it that night. And I, uh, I remember that was the first time I... I saw the blue spikes come out of Godzilla for the, the, the radiation eruption. And it was just like my mouth just dropped open because of how beautiful it looked. So yeah. I was so pumped for this movie. This is a roundabout way. I'm not trying to barely leave. This movie was a five all day. Everybody. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. From the fact that this is a te technical wizardry of a movie, whether it's, you know, this is a, its own masterclass in shooting a film, scoring a film, directing a film, writing a film, uh, they did a great job there. The acting is great. Uh, there is no, I don't think there's any hole in the acting, in, in my opinion. No. These characters, you feel for them. And, and the way that they emote in the movie, it's not just about the words. It's about how you can see in the faces of them, the pain. And some of them getting over the pain and the scars being, you know, the scars are still there, but they're they're getting over them. And then other characters like Kochi, where he just has that scar that won't go away. Or Tachibana, who has also got that same scar. But in the moments before, you know, he sends out Kochi, says, no, 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 you are honor them by living go kill yeah. godzilla but you come back that's how you honor the dead 
And it was just one of those, like, this is just great emotional movie. But at the same time, there is a little bit of humor in it, not a lot, but enough to break up the, the monotony of the, the seriousness. And then you have this dr crazy, great-looking Godzilla who's doing amazing Godzilla things. The destruction videos, oh my god, when he's destroying Ginza, when he's destroying the island, when he's fighting at sea, all of it oh, is yeah. just like, this is Godzilla. Like, this is heel. There is no, oh man, Godzilla's on our side like we have now in the Monsterverse. And I'm not crapping on that. That's how big Godzilla's been booked now, if you uh, oh, talk yeah. in wrestling terms for a while. This is going back to form. This is going back to when Godzilla was a, a freak of nature, monster force that had to be dealt with. That was, you know, pissed off at humanity for waking him from his slumber with radiation and nuclear bombs and is now going to make you pay for it. And I hope that we get to see it a lot more because I've heard that that's the case, that this is going to be the jump off point where they're not erasing the past. They're just going, hey, we're going to fix the holes and make sure we get a good order to Godzilla. There's so many, uh, you know, I'm not even going to jump into all the, the rumors and the rumor mill is, was this a prequel to Shin Godzilla? Was this a, you know, a Toho reboot, whatever. I don't need to get into any of that. I just want to enjoy this moment. And I, I'm hopeful and very excited for the future in Toho Studio Godzilla movies going forward. Because uh, this one doing is such a big deal. Hopefully that means we're going to continue just to up the ante. Yeah. And hopefully because this one has been so widely accepted, maybe that means we get more Toho films here in the United States uh, when they when they debut. So yeah. that's uh, that's a big bucket of win for everybody involved. And this movie was great. One of the greatest. I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't have the list right now. But I'll tell you this, it was one of the greatest Godzilla films I've ever seen. Oh, yes, yes, it, it, was. it is definitely in that top five. I don't want to put them in order right now, but I'll tell you it's top five Godzilla movie of all time. It may even be the greatest Godzilla film of all time. I may. I, I could make an argument for it, but I haven't sat down to write that list, but it's it's up there. Trust me. And there's one, and some of the cheesier ones I really enjoy too. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan. Baby Godzilla won me over when I was a kid, okay? <laughs> Son so, of Godzilla. You know, it's, it's just a good time. So overall... We both gave it a certified nerd. Hopefully you go out and see it if you haven't seen it already. If you have seen it, go see it again. I know that uh, Diesel has not seen it yet. I told him I would go with him. Uh, so hopefully we pick a day to go because I want to see it again in the theaters before it leaves. Uh, allegedly it was supposed to leave theaters on the 7th of December, but I'm hearing that there's theaters now showing it through the 13th. So it looks like it's getting an extension in certain theaters. So if you have it in a theater near you, yeah, go definitely. see Godzilla minus one if you haven't already. If not, when, as soon as you can see it, I know Amazon Prime says they're getting it. So as soon as they have it, watch that movie. You're gonna, you, you need to see this movie. This movie's amazing. With that being said, go to 3FNPodcast.com for all your information on the 3FN Podcast. This was a special review of Godzilla Minus One for the 3FN Podcast. So for myself and for Ron, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and please make sure if a giant lizard attacks the streets, you are not in its path. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special Patreon and also special edition later on for everybody else edition of the 3FN Podcast. Mm -hmm.